and then like um, even though pro- he probably would have got bare backlash about noughts and crosses. Oh, because yeah, he's in it as well. He's is, like is that TV. Sh- it's a TV show, isn't it? It's yeah, a book as well. Book. Oh, okay. Did he did he, did he publish it now? No, Norton and Crosses. No, it's M- Mallory Blackman. Blackman. Yeah, but she she's, does have murky books, doesn't she? Now she, I think she's like something like the head of the books or something really? like really That's high amazing. up. I read her books years ago when I was a Pick up boy. Huh? Yes, yeah, such yeah, a good yeah. book. <laughs> she came into my school and uh, talked about that. It's so good. She came. No she came all the way to Devon and did a whole. Did she, she came actually? in and did a whole talk about Norton Crosses and um, Pick up boy. It's such a good book. I'm just like, what's what's it about? They gave a boy a transplant of a pig's heart. Yeah. It was a <laughs> but what's no, but it's it was good. It was genuinely good. Her stories are written in such a way you feel like you're there, okay. and you feel like you're experiencing whatever the boys experiencing. Say with noughts and crosses, it the concept is kind of crazy because the whole dimensions are switched mm. because it's it's kind of like the blacks have the power with the whites, and um, yeah, it's a really it's and they made a TV show about pick up boys, didn't they? Yeah, I think it was with the BBC. I've never seen that. I don't think um, I would watch it. That book was good. Did she do Did she do Feather Boy as well, or is that someone else? I never heard of that because I know BBC did like a a chain of them when I was younger, but I'm trying to remember. Have you watched Norton Crosses? No, I'm waiting for a few seasons. For I'm basically waiting for uni work to calm down so I can just binge it. Watch it, yeah. Um, but the cast looks really good, and I'm really happy they're they're making it. Um, Feather Boy, maybe it wasn't. I don't think so. It's not set in the UK, though, is it? I don't know if that's just when I was reading it. I was imagining it was set in the UK. South Africa, but it's based on the UK. Is it? Yeah. Like, but like, go and pick up. I, I, <laughs> it's weird. I felt uncomfortable watching it, but I know that's the reality for a lot of black people. Mm. Like, how they reverse the roles, but it felt weird seeing, because obviously, we're like, it's not white people who face them issues. So seeing the roles reverse was so weird. Was it, was it weird? It was. Was weird. it in the show? Yeah. It's what, literally. What, like an example? Like, police brutality. A white boy was like giving it, and the police just hit him with a baton. Mm. And like, nothing would happen to the police and like that was so weird because that doesn't happen and like I don't know I would love to sit down with like my house because my house is like three white boys mm. one Portuguese and two mixed and just all watch it and see their per- perception do you think because like you know like um, it's like a topic where like you ha- I might have an opinion on it but I always feel like I can't express anything because it comes down to that 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 statement of I've never experienced it I don't go through racism so like if I come with an opinion one that could be taken like the wrong way of like oh I'm imposing my mindset mm. on it but then also it's like can can I I don't know like because like little things like oh my opinion on the n-word can I even have an opinion on the n-word that's a, that's a good do you want to start Lola that's a good <laughs> statement let me it's just it. general like yeah, to everyone like, I don't, it's just like like you might not feel the same way George then what's the concept of I read somewhere that I think someone said then why could, then you need to make alternate versions of songs because if I remember when I used to go to XOIO I used to hear everyone <laughs> say it so easy um, just part in passing in songs um, so it raises the question why do certain rappers use the n-word I don't feel like they have I don't feel like they've done enough research or they don't have enough like understanding on how the word yeah. was actually used because we've flipped it like I feel like the black community, they they flip the word to empower themselves yeah, in a I way, like some people, but then some people understand like how badly there's negative attachments mm. to the way, mm-hmm. like you'll be, it's basically like describing someone as a, as a cockroach or such yeah, like. It was a slur, like it was like a horrible comment, mm. a racist comment that people used. Um, 
Because what's it called? Um, a Carlos. I've watched a video of him speaking about it, saying like, no one's like you should like it shouldn't be used because of that. Like that's what the word means. No matter how you mm-hmm. changed it to empower, whatever. That's what it means. But then, like, obviously, that's not a, a uh, not everyone has the same opinion on it. Because even like I don't know if you ever saw that Kendrick Lamar video where was it Kendrick Lamar? Someone brought some a, a girl up on stage and they sang at this song and she says the N word and then he like. I think, he, yeah, he cuts her off straight away and, like, get off the I stage. I remember seeing that on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember what artist it was. I think it was Kendrick Lamar. It was, like, when um, his, that album be. came out. But, yeah, she, she went up to the stage and just said it. And, I, first of all, like, that's, like, what you're doing. Like, that's, yeah. you don't, like, that's just, no matter what um, your opinions are on it, you don't just say it. You would never do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, what's your, like, because when people say they put it in songs, like, I listen to that music. I personally don't say it. But... If I if I was to say it, would would you would that instant instantly like put me down as a racist if I did say that word in a song? I don't like to so say I don't know. I I don't get. Uh, uh, my my opinion is the people who are so keen to say it, and if you have an issue of not being allowed to say it, that's something I've never understood in terms of everything to do with PC. In PC in general, yeah. people people who hate political correctness so much, I've never understood. I think why do you feel so like violated by not being allowed to say something that so many people find so offensive like any anything that you're not allowed to say i've never understood the desire to want to say something so much it's so easy to leave one word out of something you're saying and even if you feel like you want to say it so much like what what are you really missing from not being able to say that yes yeah, so that's just my view on anything you don't miss like, out anything by skipping like, it like unnuanced like not from personal but like yeah, that's my view i don't know i agree with you yeah. I, don't, I don't really understand why like why would you like want to say the word like mm. Especially if you're like halfly educated and you understand that the word was used like during like the worst period that like black people faced, like with slavery and colonization, like there's so much negativity around it and like death and like mass killings, and you just want to say it because it sounds like it sounds cool to say or urban, like it's not. I don't feel like it's a cool word to say, and even like I feel like I don't use the word like the odd case I slip up because of like even my lack of education and like awareness but like I told myself from like 2018 once I started to I think I watched the Carla speech it's probably the same one and he explained like in depth the meaning behind it and I was just like yeah why am I mm. this word is not picking up anyone who looks like me so like let me just not use the word no it's, this isn't um this isn't to do with race but from my experience the only thing I've experienced that with is um the fairy tale of New York you know that Christmas song? Yeah, oh no, yeah, um, uh, n- n- you n- scumbag, n- you maggot, you cheap, you know that Christmas song? If the I bells are ringing, if I heard oh, it, I yeah, okay, the bells are ringing out for Christmas Day. That one, in the middle of that, the word that shouts is faggot, and everyone shouts it, yeah, in the song. And it's, it's I don't know if it's the same thing, but I, the feeling, although I don't find that personally offensive, I do find it offensive, but like, if people I know saying it, mm. when that's said, and it's you're in a room full of people who you like, and everyone's yeah. shouting that word that you know has been used for a long time, it's just been like super, super hateful. To hear people you like shouting that at you and then they're not that is just quite offensive. Not at you, but hearing everyone shout that is not offensive, it's like hurtful. Do you correct them or anything? No. Probably not, because it's usually like on like a mass, not mass scale, but do you know what I mean? If everyone's, of them. Yeah. Yeah. But is it, is it, so it's in the same sense, like if I, if I was to sing that, a song with the N word in it or that song, yeah. would, I be, would I be deemed a, a homophobic or a racist by just saying that in, within a song? No, it's no. more to do with being uncultured and unaware. Mm. It's just disrespectful, actually, yeah, rather than... Mm-hmm. 
because like even back in like um yeah year eight and year seven obviously i went to like a very diverse school i was like the only white boy in my tutor but there was a time where everyone would not everyone but they would, they would people it's weird looking back on actually they would they would get they would have fun of not fun but enjoy me like they'd say i'll oh, say this word in, in like patois or whatever like and I'd, I'd say it but like nothing bad i'd, I'd say like just right rascal or something like that yeah and they're like they start laughing like oh yeah, yeah. and then then they, they gave there was like a time when we were going to pee and they were like oh you, oh just say the n-word say the n-word we give you the n-word pass i was just like i didn't say it at all i was just like i was like what even is like what is this because it comes down to the education thing because obviously when we're younger um, yeah. them them saying that to me saying the n-word pass they probably weren't educated in the sense of what they are now but i'm just saying like that process of that, that what I don't know because when it, I, maybe it comes down to education in, in schools especially if we we're, we're told about slavery to some extent but if you were like told the that in depth because I've seen stuff on Twitter that I didn't even know like there was like one where it was like a a sport of like doing something I couldn't remember exactly I think it was like stoning but it was like a sport and even like little old um, political like uh, like conservatives like saying vote Labour if you want to have a n-word as a neighbor or something like yeah that. I, remember, I remember that um, so this is where it's all like a, if we were told that like, straight up bluntly to our faces like bang it's not something to mess about with it's like this level i think it would be taken more seriously at a at a younger age maybe and then when you get older then it'd be less i don't know because it comes it, it all it comes down to education because i think we all agree that you're not no one's born racist yeah so yeah yeah I, 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 looking back on it like, that's so, so weird because then in like the I guess it's like uh, when they were like telling me to do like the patois stuff and that it was like weird because it was like like an acceptance of me because I was like an out like more of an outsider because everyone say everyone was like Jamaican there and they were telling me to do it I was just like oh yeah I'm part of like I'm you I'm right here yeah. like, <laughs> like you don't, don't look at me as like a oh the white boy yeah. I don't know it's weird because I always I know I'm waffling a bit now but I always feel like one thing that does annoy me with just racism as a whole for on a white perspective is if you call me racist. I, what can I say to defend myself? Because everyone laughs at the fact that if I say my best friend's black, because say my best friend is black and you're calling me racist, like, what can I say? If you call me racist, what can I actually say to defend myself if someone doesn't know me? I feel like, I think my best friend is black obviously has become a, a joke now. Yeah. Of like, but it, yeah. And it isn't, because some people are racist saying my best friend's black. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying like, there's been times where I've been called racist for for doing nothing just out of the blue and someone that doesn't know me will see me as that I'm like I couldn't be further from that there's nothing you can say it's such a, like a damning word what do you think Lola? I think <laughs> no but I've got two things to that first thing about what you said in school um, were you ever educated on it because for me it was only the one month of Black History Month and even so then I didn't even learn that much we were just talking about brief history of slavery we didn't really go into deep detail and again, it rises. Why is it only one month? Mm. Why is it only one month? Why is it not built into the curriculum? Yeah. 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 That's, that's, I, as I said, like we never it's got told that the extremes of it at all. Mm-hmm. And then um, to your whole other pass, um, I know exactly um, what you kind of went through, especially in terms of my school. I know with the whole my best friend's black. My whole I feel like I hate saying it, but I now with Twitter and everything everyone has their own freedom of speech and everyone has their own perspective but I think the, the, the blur the lines are blurred between someone being racist and maybe someone it's hard you know to talk about like I feel like sometimes we're blurring the line between someone being overtly racist and someone actually like 
Uneducated. Uneducated, yeah. Because I feel like, I, I think it was, I remember seeing on the thing about sensitivity mm. and that being brought up as well, because I feel like we now live in society where everyone, you can't do this and you can't do that without having an opinion. Or like, have you seen how um, people, celebrities being dragged for things that they wrote 10 years ago? Mm. Like, remember Maya, Maya Jama, when yeah. she did, um, she said like, it was like a meme about Weave, I think she shared. Yeah, or something. yeah about black girls. Yeah. And that, and then she got dragged for that. But even though she said it when she was like 15, and I get it's not okay at all, but I feel like in the society, it's it's almost like you can't get away with anything. Back to like, but when I'm saying like, I don't I don't think that's a good answer in response of saying, oh, my best friend's black, that doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything. But I'm just, my argument was, what can I possibly say? Like, because even, even um, I got called like a, I think I got called like a, I just got called a slave mm-hmm. slave master or something like that because I was like, but I'm not. Tr- it makes me sound like I'm. I did it in the last podcast when we were talking about identity. I'm not trying to say like boohoo me ah yeah. la la because I'd rather have. I, I'm identifying my privilege. I understand. I'd rather be in this situation than be in another in the other situ in the other side of it. But it's just like little things of like thing like. I was just curious because you might have. Had, I thought you might have had an answer to some extent of like. Like in that situation, if you are called a racist, like, is there, is there any way out? Like, is that, is, if you're not, there's no words to say, are there? Like, you're just, that's it, I'm, I'm damned. And that's, that's, I've been tainted with the racist brush. You're talking about if it's just, someone's just going that out of the blue. Yeah, and I like, say yeah. it goes traction, like cancel culture. Yeah, that's probably just, that's probably just, would you not say it's just kids? Like, it's unlikely that going from this point on now, someone will call you a racist just like, for nothing. Or, sp- no, because I do it sometimes as a, not as a joke, but like, say my, like, um, like like certain songs, a certain songs playing, and like say, you, oh, you skip that one, but you don't skip that one. And then someone could just be like, oh, you're right, oh, you're racist, or like little, you know, lip, that that word gets chucked around. But that word gets chucked yeah, around so true. much. It gets chucked around a lot. I know, but I just feel like even with that, like um, I feel like even though I still am angry, and if I hear someone call me like a certain word, I'm gonna react. I don't even like have anger towards like the uneducated side of um. racism, where people just say slurs. And it's like because maybe they grew up in an area where there isn't a lot of um, diversity, mm. and like I don't even get angry at that anymore. Like I think I said before, like I get ang- I'm like more angry at like the social structures and like actual society and systematic types of racism. So like the education system and like teachers' attitudes towards um, black students in terms of the hidden school exclusions mm. and higher rates of exclusion for the same behaviour, then the justice system, like why am I nine times more likely to be stopped and searched? And then even when I am like I think in sociology we learn when even when you're say taken to the police custody, you're like you're more time gonna get released. So like why do I even have to go through that process? And then even at university and like the middle class white culture and like feeling alienated then like even further in terms of like when you apply for jobs like why are black students 24% less likely to get a first or two one than Mm -hmm. white students so like I'm more angry at like and even the media like why why is Stormzy being um, um, mixed up with Lukaku and like Mm. why do journalists or certain journalist papers. Sorry, I know he studies journalism. I'm a journalist. Yeah, yeah. but he's different. But um, why is like journalism, only 0.2% of journalists are black? Or why 
are they allowed to publish such negativity about people like Dave and Sterling, mm. who people look up to? Like, it's all these bigger structures that I have anger towards and, like, I'm more willing to put my energy in. Mm. But, like, the little examples, I feel like it would be good if people read books, like, even, doesn't matter what colour you are, I feel like it would be good if everyone read books, like, Why I'm No Longer Speaking to White People About Race, Akala Natives, Brit-ish, like, Brackets the ish like, books to educate you on these black experiences within the UK and around the world, then... Yeah, but I don't have I don't even have that energy time to have anger at the little racial slurs and like leave my country like pay for me and I'll leave your country like that's the type of energy. Well, I have you like have you either of you experienced like is it like a you're saying you have no anger to it is it like a norm a, a normality almost? Like even little things like say for example I'm wearing a, like a black nitro suit like when I get on the bus in Brighton and I'm in town and I'm going somewhere where the bus is like a lot of old white people mm. I can just see them like. And it's even bad that I feel like this, but, like, they're looking at me in a certain way or, like... I remember one time, time, time ago, when um, we used to go to school in Elton, which was, like, where Stephen Lawrence was actually, like, murdered. Like, that's the area we went to school in. And you'll just see, like, it's predominantly an like, old, white, working-class area, but um, the education levels aren't high. Mm. So you can even, like, hear... One of my friends, when we come back from football, two black boys were at the bus stop, and I was coming to meet them, and they said, like, someone drove past and shouted, like n-word out at them or like made funny noises mm. and like so yeah i don't even really have energy for uneducatedness it's more the educated people at the top yeah that are still who, doing it yeah like what did boris johnson say he said something about cert which i believe is in libya they said that it could be the next to buy if they cleared away the dead bodies and him and his friends were just laughing in the audio and i was like i know yeah that's, when was when was that very recently mm, i think it was about 2017 Mm. And if you focus on what you're saying, like the not the low educatedness, like the actual institutionalization, then you will stop the le- the Le-lower. low. Lower. Like there's no yeah, like it's it makes it a top down approach. Yeah. If you stop start saying, well, why are there so many people? Why are some people who don't know enough about things who are the ones who are being racist? Well, then look at what what you're teaching people, how you're teaching people things, what you're telling people. Then you'll fit. You'll hopefully start fixing things. I don't know. Mm. Just seems like yeah. I think that's the the worst thing about. Um, the systematic sort of racism is is the lack of uh, identification that is there. So so I think I've said this in the podcast before, but um, I remember discussed bringing it up. We were talking with my like my parents and my mom, also my mum. My mum is not like as much as you might not agree with. Like, you might not. She's not racist whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> but she did. She didn't know the statistics first off. So even like there was a statistic about insurance companies where if your second name was Mohammed, you would be more you'd be less likely to get um, like a pay like a, a good insurance or something like your your insurance would be higher. Um, but she didn't know this stuff, and I was just like, so it does come to the education. So I was just like, but it, like it's a fact that like me and my sisters were saying it. Like it is this is how it's set up. It's shit and it's not right. But there is like a not sublim- like so subtle racism within even not subtle racism sorry but even within like the bosses and stuff and, and people that are employing they will like it must be like an internal process or they might be more inclined to you know what I mean like, then like if I applied for a job and you applied for a job they might be more inclined even with the same grades and everything they might be like that's how it's like kind of set up in the in the top yeah. have you watched How to Break into Elite is it anyone no yeah. it was on watch it it's on BBC yeah and um like when you like when I think of middle class I think of more like elite white boys who like parents probably pay for like either their rent up front or mm. they went to private school 
and it's, this is also like class because class comes into it a lot as well like um but middle class students so say for example you're middle class i'm working class you get two two at uni i get a first we go to the Sussex uni together he's still more likely to get exact same job we apply for like how how do i think it's like all the little things like i thought i think i read an article about this it's like the things that are taught to you by being middle class and growing up like how to impress your parents' friends will be bosses. But all your parents' yeah. friends with are bosses, so you'll know how to interact with people who run businesses mm. and things like you better talk to them about a, th- a show you've seen at the theatre or like an exhibition you'd seen that like people who've got bigger problems to worry about can't afford to be indulged. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're like trained in cultural capital from like young age mm. that yeah, I guess is linked to race as well. So so it's just right there. <laughs> cultural capital. Cultural capital. capital, everything. I was gonna I went to, I was thinking about it. we spoke about it a little bit in the identity one we done the other uh, to Tuesday. But it was like I think especially on Twitter, I think because I'm I think there's a there's a there's a issue with the association of like just white is middle class. Like there's no like the, I I feel like I don't identify with th- those people whatsoever. I have no similarities with them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There's, there's less of like a like white working class. Like I don't know. That the conference I was at on Saturday, the CEO of Harris Academy was there and he was speaking at the beginning, and he was he basically said at the end of his speech that Harris is a federation. I believe I remember right. They're like trying to tackle the white working class issue, um, white working class boys because they underachieve mm. the most. Like they. Um, they are like the bottom of the bottom and even when I think of my school which is in a predominantly white area the boys from GCSE didn't go to like A level it was 95% divert like um, ethnic minorities but um, in GCSE it was 50-50 but just they just went on to do labour jobs and stuff Yeah. and I don't know like I, re- I have in my friend- main friendship group at home we have one white friend and like it's all like Asian mixed yeah. black it's like very diverse but the one white friend we just and don't get me wrong, I do see colour because I want to acknowledge the differences that certain colours and ethnicities get. But with him, like, he's just one of us because he's grown up in the same estate, he's had the same hardship. So, like, I feel like class is definitely something that needs to be mentioned when speaking about race as well because there's a middle class and a working class, obviously. Mm, that, it definitely comes into it, though, but like, it's like with... It's with Twitter. I said it a lot in the last one, but it's like because Twitter is basically just it's everyone's opinions at the end of the day. So you're seeing some things being said, and it's just like in both sides of it, black and white. It's just like it just makes no sense. Even like the little subtle jokes that go around about, as I said earlier, about like coronavirus and like Asian people, and then it's like all this sort of just yeah. Twitter is just such a shit place for it. Um, but like we've like you said earlier about cancel culture. Not cancel okay. culture, but like you no, know, like people um, saying things like my drama ten years ago or something yeah. coming out. Like, do you do you think like if depending on the degree of what they've said, if it's like on that level, do you think it should like do you think they can be changed? Because I've had conversations with people like saying if you said something racist him, then I don't want to hear anything now. Like you're that's you. Like go away. But you also got to remember. Um, I'm not going to talk about racism, but remember when there was a time years ago when everyone used to say ha gay. Yeah. You know what I mean, and they used to be homophobic without even realizing mm. um it when what society was like at that time it could fly but now it couldn't yeah so i think you have to take into context the time of society and the the age because i feel like every every few years we all evolve in terms of mindset and understanding because we we become more educated yeah um so i feel like it's same with the my thing it was bad but she acknowledged and 
and if you're if you know her or if you see what she's done you kind of see um how she interacts and how what she is like a person you don't you don't i didn't cancel her because mm. i feel i still think she's she acknowledged what she did she apologized and it kind of sends a message to to everyone to to realize maybe to acknowledge what they were like when they were younger and like acknowledge how much growth they need to do because when i was younger i can acknowledge the stuff that i kind of said but I said it as a joke because everyone in my school was saying it. Mm, yeah. But now it wouldn't. Now it wouldn't to... fly at all. Yeah, I've changed my opinion on cancel culture. I was saying this from the other podcast I've done so much. Like even like mo- a few months ago, I fully believed. You know, like you see tweets, and I was fully like, if the person's like seventeen, even if it was ten years ago, if you're seventeen, I don't care. Like you're an ad, like yeah. you're old. But I'm with you now. I think yeah, if you look back at things when you're younger, like ev- who hasn't said something's gay at school? Mm. Do I mean everyone was said things are gay, but like. I think then it was fine, and you've got to look at the people, like the environment you're in, and you've got to be like, if it was if it was allowed to slide yeah. at the time, then yeah, you can't. And if you just get on and people cancel people and shut them up when they've made a mistake, you're just gonna put them in like their own private echo chamber of like, okay, well these people will hate me, then I'm gonna start, I'm gonna turn this like into hate, and like you need to talk to people and say no, you you mm. saying that is wrong. Like Piers Morgan when he's on TV saying, like, too many genders, I don't know. You say like. Instead of being like, oh, shut up, like, like take your Twitter away, be like, well, why does it make you so angry that mm. someone can change their gender? Why does that d- deeply offend you so much? And then, like, you probably get a dialogue going that will raise conversations that go beyond just, shut up, you're an idiot, you're mm. an idiot. Because then you're being told by the people who you probably have some negative feelings against that they hate you and they think you're an idiot. It's just going to, it just makes things worse and worse and worse. And you just, you just talk a bit. Do you agree this, with the same thing about Katie Hopkins? No. No, because I <laughs> make a distinguish, distinguish, Distinguishate? Distinction, distinction. <laughs> I was going to say distinguishation. <laughs> a distinction that there's a difference between free speech and hate speech. And okay, Katie yes. Hopkins, what's his name? Um, Tommy Robinson, Robinson. that aren't trying to create a discussion. They're not actually voicing their real opinions. They're just voicing <laughs> hateful opinions because to make money, publicity. Yeah, that's not the same thing. I don't know. Do you agree that with her? No. No, not with her, but like that she's the same, like entitled to freedom of speech. Oh, after, no. Because she, she I got feel done like she dirty. Remember the, res- the thing? What the Prague thing? Yeah, yeah that was so that was funny. amazing. That was actually amazing. And then they cut up her speech of just everything yeah. that she said. That's like the most wild things I've ever heard her say. It's because she felt comfortable yeah. with them, which like is she, really concerning. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But she was saying stuff that even on her little like videos where she's like walking through um, like London, you know, there was like a, a protest or something, and she, there was these people like shouting at her, and she was just like, "Oh, look at them!" Someone stole her hat, and she's like saying, "Look at them, like yeah. violent." Was it school? Like, was it Londonistan? Yeah, her favorite one. But then when she, when she was at this like this this video on about, um, she was just herself. I felt like more so herself, and that's what was like like Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. She was saying like so much stuff and like mimicking voices and all of this. It's just like, how can you get to that point? But how long has it lasted for? She was banned off Twitter for what? How long? She still has her account. She on Twitter yeah. again? Yeah. It's so weird with like, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's only it only lasts for a certain extent, mm. and everyone kind of just mm. not forgets about it. But it just goes back to her slandering. The only nice world. thing is, I feel she is in like masses of debt, and like her career is over. <laughs> <laughs> like, regardless, she's got a Twitter yeah. account. She's bankrupt. Which, but I think that with with. From like my perspective of that, it's like I hate seeing that. Of course, what she's saying is just terrible. Like, like just being a dickhead. But then it's also like people. I think mean, I don't. Yeah, I think there's an education thing on both sides of like you have to be educated of what like not every black person's that way, not every white person's that way. But people will see that and just be like, it will reinforce. I mean, there are like, do you think you can be racist to white people? That's my my statement. Of course, there's no degree of there. Like that's the institution I raise. 
institutionalized racism no way I, that's not what, I'm, not what i'm saying but on like this the, the level that we're talking about kind of now do you think you can be racist to white people i mean because people have different opinions on that because we brought up in the identity podcast as well and someone said something i have to I have to get the definition up quick <laughs> even the definition i like feel like you need to alter it slightly ooh, ooh. what do you feel about statements when people are, are absolutely white or I I I I was saying I don't want to be as repetitive. We can have the same one. conversation in this, I think, because that was an interesting you, conversation. I think okay. we really bring it up. It's like you know, like quite interesting and that sort of stuff. Like I do, I don't get offended to it per se, but I'm just like <laughs> that's not that's not me, yeah. and I, that's not my. Especially like when it's like because my you're not just talking about me when I'm seeing that you're talking about, but obviously when everything's said, you can relate to it. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that's, you're talking about my cousins, you're talking about my sisters, you're talking about everyone. Yeah. I'm like, none, not any of them I know. My friends aren't like that. Like, so you're making like a. It's all these American Twitter people that always just go off on one. But they, it's like. So when you see stuff that's just wild, normally it's like black Twitter will be like, oh, that, that seems about white or white people. Do you know what I mean? I, I, but it's like, I don't want to get it twisted. Like, I know there's, a, there's this level of racism where I'll never experience that. But I feel that it was a very low level of it where anyone can, which is just discrimination as a whole. Mm. That's it. I feel like I can get discriminated against. I feel like you can be white. discriminated, and people can pre- be prejudiced towards you. Like we said about you know that you don't associate with the white middle class because that's just not how you've been brought up. Mm. But people may view you like that for whatever reason. Yeah. But I just feel like actual like racism is like something that's like it's like laws that can affect your life. Like I'll just briefly, I won't touch too much on it, but like say the Thirteenth Amendment, like the fact that slavery was abolished in eighteen sixty four, except as a means of pun as a means of punishment. So now that you can't technically put black people as actual slaves or segregate them, you can just put so many of them into prison mm. and they're technically yeah. still a slave to the system. Or like things like um, what I said about the 24% li- less likely to get a two on a first in the UK at uni mm. for like black people compared to white students. Yeah, I feel like definitely prejudice and discrimination, I know that they come into racism, but I just thought that like racism is more about social structures rather than words, because even though it may hurt you briefly, words, like, um, I don't feel like it's going to be as internalised impactful in your life into yeah. right. as being like what my mentees the other day. I went and spoke to one of them. I already knew that one of them had been searched three times by the, he's fifteen, but another one like he was speaking about it like it was so normal. He was just like, yeah, I get I get searched like every every couple of weeks. He's like, I'm just in Elton walking around and I get searched. He's like, I don't really think too much of it. I'm just like, that's like something that's deep, deeply embedded now into yeah. his mind. That's Whereas, like, norm, like it's okay. Calling you like what's the word? The the C word for white people, like. Oh no, the I'm honky. Yeah, something like that. Like, that's not like I. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, I guess. That, but I, I'm, again, it comes down to the fact that does my opinion matter at all in this? But I'm saying I don't necessarily agree that it's not racism. I think there's institutionalized racism, which is mm. what you're speaking about, and then there's just like racism down here like i don't think it's like there's only one form of racism i think there's there's a, it's like a spectrum away like i'll never experience like the five plus but the five lower can still be in the mix like and yeah i feel like you're about to say something no i like i, I fully understand and like i even though i'm not i'm unsure my perspective if you should have like an opinion on racism i feel like you should definitely be able to have a dialogue mm. and express your opinion in terms of um saying how you feel like, I don't know if I don't know what I agree with if you should have an opinion on actual like racism that yeah. black people experience, but like even having this conversation like is important to like explain our differences and like how we can view a situation together and educate each other mm. because like for me like even if 
what you said about like the little examples of racism like then you, you can experience it like I just don't feel like if we had one set definition of racism I don't feel like white people would be able to actually experience that like the prejudice and discrimination thing again but like the one definition of racism I just feel like it's like even bigger than the, the, I think I might be wrong I think I remember looking up is that the the definition of racism is you're it's when you're a minority within a group and you're like it's, you get discriminated against for being the minority I think like that's like one of the Google definitions I remember seeing ages ago the Google definition is something about prejudice discrimination and antagonism directed against someone at a they different race based superior. on the belief that oh. the race is superior so the, yeah. su the whole superior thing that's where yeah. I don't feel like but then do you could you argue that you know like black Israelites are they not racist um, I don't I don't know what Israelites are oh, okay black Israelites basically say that like God like God um, created people but the first, I, I don't want to get it wrong I watched like a couple of Louis Fru documentaries mm. on it but he's basically saying that black people were like either the descendants of God kind of thing and we're going to rise up and Take over, over, like yeah, not take over. We're gonna rise up. We are superior to white people. It's like the white devil. That's where that, that sort of that sort of stuff comes from. Like I'd get offended if I got called. A, I'd get offended if I got called a white devil because I. Documentary is really good. Vibe. White devil, and they have a mm. church, and it's um, it's yeah, like uh, it's just really odd. It's in like an apartment in New York, but it's like um, yeah, it's just like like operate the same as like a white nationalist sort of like yeah. Really? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Definitely documentary. Right. I need to what literally Louis Theroux. Send me that after. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's 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 not um, like they're obviously not as a big of a uh, like a thing, but they they they're basing off like religious texts mm. of like how they they basically interpret it in the sense of they're talking about black people in this certain part part, and they're gonna take like it's like um, yeah, like the whole like KKK, but like. No, it's not. It's not. I don't. I, they might do. I, well, don't, they don't, I, think they I don't think there's any physical yeah. like. But yeah. besides the physicality, like they're just the actual beliefs, like KKK, for that they're like white people superior. Yeah. Is it like that, but the opposite? Yeah. Like, I, I don't. I feel like it's like noughts and crosses, like the opposite yeah. society. I think it is. But I think they're also the blackest rights. Is a part of it is about like, not like there's like a revenge, not revenge, but like retribution element that isn't okay. with like KKK. Do you know what I mean? So like, it's the whole point of like. Yeah, like a pre like fighting back against depression, which obviously mm -hmm. still wild, but it's like there's a, there's a bit of in like um in the end of a Kendrick Lamar song, we there's like a, there's like a um a, like a thing uh someone saying like we are the Israelites and we're like it's at the end of a Kendrick Lamar song. I don't know if you ever. I listened to Kendrick, but I'm not like not too too, but um I don't know what to think of that though, in terms of like it's obviously not on the same level, but racism because. That they're definitely still believing in one's race is superior. I don't feel like they have the power, the cert a certain amount of power yeah. and eliteness to actually dehumanize and put white people at a subhuman category. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying in to apply that. In purely because of this, as well, this time period that we're in as well. Yeah, yeah like I'm not, that's not what I'm not trying to um, like um, no, 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 apply no, any no, sort of. I'm just like stating like if if if. There was a group of people that, yeah, I'm just saying, but I, as much as I keep on saying, I don't think I can have an opinion. I do kind of have an opinion. I guess I don't know if that's bad. Um, but the, the, another thing, like you said, with people on the bus, yeah, like I've, there's been times where like I've literally stopped using my phone, like I'm done using it and putting it in my pocket, but there's like a black person walking past me and I've literally taken my phone back out and like I'm on it again because I don't want them to look at me thinking, oh, yeah. he's put his phone away because I've walked past. I, you know, there's little things where I like, yeah. I'm having an, an internal like, 
I don't want to come across as racist for like things that aren't racist. Like, I'm, I'm doing like maybe I'm like, like even like um like looking. You know, people. Uh, I've had friends that have, um my friend Sharai went to Tenerife, and she said that she just got looks all the time, which I hundred percent. I can imagine it is. It was. Mm -hmm. It was probably uh, race, racially um, motivated. But um, there's times where I've walked past people and I just, I just lock eyes with them. Like you know, when you walk past people naturally, you just look at them. Sometimes, sometimes I've thought when I've walked past them, like, oh shit, they might think I've looked at them because like, ooh. When I'm just like acknowledging their presence, I'm just, I'm just, I'm kind of just like stating what's like. I've, <laughs> I don't know if I'm just waffling, but I was. I get yeah, what you mean. But you know, there is a massive snig stigma between especially black people and violence in terms of the mm. media portrays um, young youth in such a bad way, especially with knife crime, everything like that. So I'm not surprised when I hear my friends be like, you know, I was just walking across, I was walking down the street and this woman just crossed the road. She looked at me across the road. Mm. And you see all this stuff on Twitter. I think there was a really bad example once that I saw, which I, I was really like, it was about, I think a black guy chased did you see it? Like he chased her and she started Oh, screaming. oh, I see. I thought that was awful. Oh, was it on, was it on like social media? He's on social yeah. media, yeah. And then there was, everyone was like, oh, see, look at that. Rate, like, racism at its finest. And I was like, yeah, but if someone was running towards me, like, mm. screaming. I, I get the whole scared thing. Yeah. That was a bit extreme. I saw one on um, Twitter as well. There was, a, there was a black girl and she was traveling. She Everywhere she was going, she was taking pictures. She was like putting this, the pictures her friends were taking of her everywhere. And then like a large proportion of them in the background, you could see like in all these like other countries, all these people in the restaurant, like staring at her and her friend yes. having the picture taken. Was it Asian countries? I think it was Asian countries. Because I feel like that's more to do with, I've never seen this before in yes. the flesh than well, to do with. When I was in Bali, we were in a club and there was a woman with just like load of braids and the women in the Balinese women in the club were holding on to them. Like and dancing, like mm. un, like spinning round on them, like you would like yeah like, and like not, something that wasn't attached to a person's head. <laughs> so I mean, I thought it must be an agony yeah. beyond it just being like, mm. what are you doing? Like it looked painful, and they're like yang and like pulling her, and I just thought, yeah. like imagine I have to think about that when you're going on holiday. Yeah. Mm. I my friends experienced the same thing. I travelled uh, two um, dark dark two of my dark skin best friends. It was guy and girl. We were in Vietnam. Yeah. and people would live stream with the GoPro up and wouldn't say anything and it would just be of my friends and then they'd ask to take photos like literally everywhere we went um, so some were nice some people would just do it without yeah. asking and after a certain point it became really uncomfortable mm. but I feel like a lot of it was to do with just I've never kind of yeah. seen which is then where do you draw the line is, between this is like yeah. personally like uncomfortable and like aggravating but mm. I, there's no mean intention even no, in yeah, Singapore as well, like the exact same thing. Like, I was going to lesson one day. I was already like twenty minutes late because yeah. we went, went to a club the day before in Singapore, and then there was like a whole load of um, exchange students from China, like ten, eleven, mm. and like they all came over to me, and then they was just like, they were speaking in their language, and they all had like books ready open, like and a pen, and then the teacher came over, was just like, hey, like. Um, they're so fascinated. They've never seen someone who's like your skin color. They're just like yeah. in China. It's like so, it's just all Chinese and like a couple white. And then they're just like um, they all want your signature, and they want to know if they can take group photos of you. And they all look like so smiley and happy. I was just like bless them. They're just yeah, young, and maybe this experience and a positive experience can educate them, mm. and they can form their own own opinion of like. Um, any other ethnic minorities they come encounter with but that was like a good experience yeah. but I know like other friends went to China on summer school and like it was just the same frustrating experience where yeah. without like consent 
But I feel like the consent part. It can be a lot. Then I think sometimes it raises the question. I think we take it for granted living in London. Or I live in, I don't know about you. I don't. I do. Yeah. <laughs> everyone goes from London <laughs> vibes. Um, because it's so diverse. So that's, yeah. we see that as a norm. And especially because of where I grew up and where I went to school. Like, I just, I was used to seeing different communities speaking different languages. Yeah. So I just see it as, oh, it's this person from this country and whatnot. But to them, it's like, whoa. But then I, I I'll go on these people. Yeah, it's not even just in the country. It's like, it's like you say, London. It's not even like the UK. Like, where I live, on my high street, I won't, if I walk on my high street, I won't someone who isn't white. Like, not a chance. Mm. Like, that's probably what, like a, I could drive 40 minutes, probably, and see, yeah, a couple people who aren't white. It's crazy, like, But I think yeah. that, that gives evidence that, that it's not an ex- excuse, per se, if you're not living in a diverse area. Which is why, yeah, which you, is why you, I have yourself. no, I, ha- I don't really have a tolerance of the argument that I do, but like, it, it, it's it, hard it, if you're saying people who don't see anything, it, racism is alright because there is no excuse especially nowadays with like the internet yeah. and like what is your excuse to not but to my, not educate yourself for that, I, under- I have some sort of more of an understanding if you have someone that lives somewhere where there's no one challenging the things that the media are putting out yeah. mm. if you're already seeing oh uh, black vi- uh, aggressive violent knife crime da 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 that's all they're seeing for that and they've got no black people in their community that are challenging that yeah. that's the only perception they have of, of, of that person or that those that, that group so then you're gonna. That's why you're an example that it's not like that. But then again, yeah, the same. Like I don't know with the internet. I, I don't know. I just do feel like what is. It doesn't take a lot to think. Oh, everyone from this one race surely can't be. I don't know because you must know that all white people aren't one no, thing. Still, even if you only know white people. But then people. that could be just a, uh, a more of an, not an ignorant, but we're not. Maybe we need to put, I put. If you put yourself in the perspective of, of them, of like people that don't think normally. Yeah. yeah. Then, then maybe you can understand it more because some people just don't challenge anything. They just see it, consume it, done. Mm. That's it. I'm interested though, like how you and Max, like my association with Devon before you and Max, yeah, listen to this. I was about 11 and I was mm. at a friend's house and he's like elite middle class, like dad has a couple businesses. His room was the same size as like a whole floor in my house, like that kind of rich. Mm. And he's like little cousins or family friends came over and they live in Devon, like, I don't know how nice Devon is, like, in terms of upbringing, but, like, they have a nice house in Devon. Yeah. And me and a black boy was there with our one white friend, and they called us Moddy Boys. And I was, like, 11, so, like, I wasn't as engaged in, like, understanding my, like, ethnic makeup and stuff like that. And I didn't, like, think too much of it. I probably even thought of it as a joke at the time. That's, like, mm. 10 years yeah. ago. But, like, they called us Moddy Boys because they hadn't, like, encountered any any people of colour or like black people ever yeah. in their life and like now when I look back like that's so mad then I come to uni and like I meet you and Max and you're like the whole whole opposite is that like do you, I don't know that's interesting I'm interested like do you think that's because of your education or just like your yeah, own experiences I think it's tricky because I do I often personally will write Devon off and be like oh Devon's racist but then I think people I know I don't really I don't know anyone personally who is but then you think yeah, it is tricky. I don't. I don't come from a nice part of Devon. Like I don't come from probably where they come from. That doesn't make. I don't imagine that makes any difference because it doesn't mean it's any more diverse where I come from. But it's just a lot poorer. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. yeah. Because if you think about that, and the stereotype is real of Devon and like places outside London being racist. But then you think I don't know any personal racist. But then I also think I do. Like you hit over here things that are just casual. Like when it's an election, the amount of UKIP signs are up everywhere yeah. is like. Uh, unbelievable Get like like when I'm I think I hear more things when I'm like for example working with people who aren't my friends like 
older people yeah. uh, like a job you hear things um but like yeah even at my work like when i just started it's even at brighton i start i started working in the care home and i like the man i was working with was like all day we trying to make references about like the country getting full and like too much people and like too many people coming in and using i think it's those things that just sort of like yeah. they're really like subtle like it's not offensive but like i get what you're saying do mm-hmm. i mean that i hear most of we um that's not not so much i think with that though it's as much as like um i mean the edu i don't want to make it, the education goes both ways kind of thing of like you had that experience with the devon people and then you um you you may have came to a conclusion that old oh, devon is racist like that or like oh th- those people outside like bad same way that people maybe take that um, information and about from the media about bl- uh, black people and, and make their assumptions without challenging it. So like I don't know if that makes sense. Like some people, like is is George and Max enough of enough people to 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 show you that like when you meet a white person, do you automatically think have t- a tendency of like oh are they ra- like do you know what I mean? Like do you have a, like, do you, you tiptoe a bit like are they racist? Are they like are they on the same wavelength? Because like on yeah. London, as you said, we have the same wavelength. Yeah. So, so when you meet another white person, do you think oh are they? They're looking up the first and I'll answer after. Well, I think... Wait, what do you mean? Give me a context. So so you you sit next to someone in a seminar and you're, you're having a discussion on a topic. Mm-hmm. Are you... are you Maybe not, not so much about that. But like you're, you're having a conversation, you're in a social situation with a white person you've never met before. Yeah. Do you do you go into it thinking, all right, they're probably not? Or do you go into it, think, go into it head first thinking, oh, of course they're going to be calm and then either realise they're not or they are? I, like calm and then realize they're not what they are, if that makes sense. Yeah. As then I'll always be open-minded because I personally, when I was younger, used to prejudge certain people. Mm. Um, people because everyone in my, because it was my school was in like Baker Street, so I was so it was kind of a little bit diverse and then majority like upper middle class white people. So I always just assumed you're cut from a different cloth than I am and I will never know this different this experience because whilst I was going home everyone's getting ready for the ski trips and I was like okay I'm just going home um so but through meeting new people and just understanding that again there's white people that have been through what I'm through or that I can relate to on a certain level Mm. I've now realized that I'm I'm so quick to judge that sometimes I just need to meet someone have a blank slate and then if if I don't if we don't vibe I don't it's not a write off it's just like oh yeah like, no you got you yeah you, what, did you have anything to I say I think that's with everything you should go into any situation thinking like oh, okay let me get to know you but um, same as a person in a seminar I'll never I will never judge you but like I may if you say certain things I can just know oh um, I respect you but I know we couldn't be friends yeah that's mm. with a lot of people in in that I've maybe met in seminars I'm like oh like um, I can I respect your answers and I respect that but knowing myself and knowing my values I know that maybe we me and you couldn't have a friendship and I've seen that a lot happen but I've never written someone off properly because of it I agree with that like um like even I'd say from when I probably turned about 16 but even before that and I hate this phrase now I'm old I understand it but like when I was younger I didn't see colour like my main main best friend was like um until like yeah he was like a white boy and and like knew for a fact that like when you're young 
even though I feel like it would be good for people to see colour once they're older and acknowledge the colour differences and different treatments, I feel like when you're young, you genuinely just want to chill with someone because mm. you're cool with them or you resonate with them or similar experiences. But I definitely like wouldn't want to judge people, especially like when I come to uni. And for example, if I did have that mindset, 100% that everyone from Devon is racist, I can't speak to them. I wouldn't have met George. I wouldn't be so good with Max as well. And like I'd rather that be what I resonate Devon with than maybe a 80 year old who's never left Devon. <laughs> and like, and this is like mad off topic, but I just thought of it, yeah. Because mm. you guys were touching on knife crime earlier. Yeah? I feel like one thing we need to do in general. Uh, and discuss more and then like also push upon the media and like our social medias is like the idea of like blackness and a black boy yeah because there's like 0.5% who are like elite elite and doing mad sick things like Stormzy, Dave mm. and we need to gas them on everything but like that's what we resonate with or there's like this extreme up there or all the way at the bottom mm. where it's like the 0.003% of young black boys who are going through a certain period of self-hatred that they or they have certain things going on and poverty where they choose to get involved in youth violence but it's like that makes up like 0.6% if that year of young black people probably not even that like there's so many people in the middle yeah, who are yeah. doing yeah. sick things like oh say for example if there is I don't know a higher intake of young black boys going to uni or getting higher apprenticeships or securing internships like let's start like talking about them or a young black boy want, wants to be a film director or he's going to be an entrepreneur like that's what I resonate blackness with yeah. Isn't that the same with when you're in school? Did you have like the bad ones would then be praised if they did yeah. anything good, and mm. then the good ones would always get the opportunities, and the middle ones were just left to just kind of yeah. And I always felt that I think that was something that needs to be highlighted because it was like you had the gifted and talented at top, and then the kids that were generally bad would get praised so much and get so much extra support. Yeah. Um, which again, in hindsight made massive differences but I feel like again there's a massive case of neglect and it's those people that slip through the cracks I think I, do, I definitely think it's also got something to do with like representation in like media of like normal narratives mm. and this goes for anyone like if you're only being like obviously for anything that's fictional you want like the most dramatic narrative you can have I think often like they're overlooked just like normal people and probably the normal the go-to for a normal story for a white person it's like you want to pick up on those narratives and those top... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just want someone, like, saying, like... I don't know, again, from my perspective, the only thing I see it from is, like, the gay perspective. Again, like, if you look at a soap, the stories, if, if there's a gay character in a soap, they've got age, their parents don't accept them, or, like, it's a relationship. Why isn't just, like, the shopkeeper gay? Do you yeah. know what I mean? And she's yeah. just, like... Or, like, mm. someone. It's just that thing, again, why isn't just the normal person in it black? Or, like, and not white? Like, it doesn't have to be dramatised because of their race. Their race is just another part of their personality, you know? In like um obviously a, a show that's really good with uh, like representation is sex education. I don't know if oh, you, yeah you, you dirty pig. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. you see the show, you get no, it. No, I know, I know, I know what you said. Um, but my obviously that's what it's praised for uh, predominantly is like how diverse it is, and there's not like um, like Eric and um, it's like Shuti and, and Gatwa in it, and he's he his character isn't. It's just it's him. Like he's just being himself in that sort of mm -hmm. thing. It's not like you're being he's being portrayed as something he's not. Um, but my thing is like even though it's already diverse and I understand agree like I've challenged my own views on it like representation is a necessi necessity in, 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 in all media and in all TV and film but I'm saying where where that they still called out they have a, such a diverse cast but they, there was like a, a thread on Twitter that was like people a bit annoyed that there was only there wasn't really like a main uh, black female mm. in the representation which is again like that's a, a good observation there was one in season two 
but in season one there was a representation for a lot of other people yeah but it's like when there's always going to be obviously i'm not talking about like the main character always being white that's an extreme but like in like a a, a secondary thing like there's always going to be one group that isn't represented because you can't because it like say there's a gay character but he's a white gay character yeah the like asian gay people might not might be annoyed that there's not that representation i don't know if i'm like kind of like um simple or, or like putting representation down too much because it's, it's, it, yeah. it's important but it's like can you in every form of media you can't represent everybody do you know what i mean yeah but i think with what sex education did right is instead of doing either or they focused on specific is- issues mm. that were that are like raised amongst young people and i think in season one it was focused mainly on the, those two characters but in season two it was focused on different characters so again, I think they are still. Again, it's a work in pro- work in progress. <laughs> uh, no but fun. they but they've done a lot better this time because there was a lot more scope mm. and a lot more different perspective raised. So again, in terms of season three, this is just something to all take into account because I feel like they're acknowledging what the viewers want mm. and they're actually focusing and working on it. Uh, have you like more so with the representation thing? Because I've said it in so many podcasts, so like, I've never ever had an issue. Obviously, I'm, I've taken that for granted. Only like, mm-hmm. even like with um, when Black Panther was released, I always like looked at it and I was like, like shit. Like I can, as a kid or something, as growing up, I could always associate with that that one. I had a pick of a yeah. pick a mix. So that I want to be Thor today. I want to be this one today. Not saying like a black person couldn't do that, but that that um, it's like in psychology, you 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 um you identify with those people, so you can feel like you can be that person. Yeah. You can be the hero. So that's why Black Panther was so important. But has there ever been like a time where you could think like maybe growing up, not necessarily growing up, but like did you ever like look back on it retrospective, retrospectively and think about how many like black characters uh, there were for you to associate to and like, identify with? There was such a lack. I remember I grew up watching like, you know, the teen rom-coms mm. and it was all white middle-class families, picket fence, um, all being able to drive. And that's what, I saw, and the more you see something, the more it becomes a norm. Mm. There is a lack of rep- representation, especially even on like films and everything. I felt like I always, I'd always see black people in comedies a lot of the time, and it was the same, same actors and actresses. Even on Netflix, like a few, three, four years ago, if you go, you could see it would be like comedies, and it would be all the same kind of, it would be the same actors, but it would all be the genre of comedy. So I feel like. Having, again, Black Panther was amazing. Get Out, mm. Us. Having these type of films and these different genres being shown within media is amazing and really inspiring. Plus, I feel like now there is more scope for um, the industry, especially in Hollywood, bringing in like black female directors because there is such a lack. Like, I can't even speak up and off on um, the lack of female directors within the industry. But I feel like now they've actively noticed it, they're trying to promote it a lot more because there is... Uh, this, if you see between female directors in itself is so much so much more smaller than male directors but if you then go into minorities yeah that's a whole different story Ava you know Ava I don't know her last name it's bad I mean, but she did the 13th when they see us Selma Duvernay Ava yeah she Ava Duvernay she's like well, a, yeah. yeah she's just a boss like what she does like what director I think she's even doing something on Nipsey Hussle you must watch. Have you heard, not heard of the thirteenth? Did that one with um, Mindy Kaling? When they see us. I'm trying to think of. No, I know when they see us, um, but I'm trying to think of. Um, what she looks like. Uh, the Nipsey. If I've. Oh, that's the one. I was wondering what when they see us was, but then I remembered. That was when they see us was amazing. I think I've. It was. 
amazing. And she's like, I feel like she's shining a lot of light on the fact mm. that like black women directors and like filmmakers like that is like one step in the right direction. But um, yeah, just showed a picture mm. of her. Um, no, but uh, yeah, that that's a um, again like even like people listening might not understand that that's an that isn't actually an actually an issue because that like it being able to like as i said taking it for granted was something that i've only i only identified like in like 2017 or something like that rather like then it, it's interesting would you like write off would you not watch a show if you saw the main character just be a white character because i saw that there's this new netflix show of like this white girl who's like can do magic or something and she finds out Sabrina, no. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a, um, it's a new it's one. Like, like, <laughs> um, oh, it's, is it it's horse why? girl? Ah, huh? horse girl. No, no, no. no. It's, it's, she, she was in. Um, I don't, I Wasn't there just? I just watched. Uh, I put it to my list, but I didn't watch it yet. It's about a little black boy with superpowers. Though. <laughs> Oh, I saw so that. So I feel one. like there is a there is a mix in I've that element. I've seen that one. Is that it, was really good. Yeah, I really liked it. It was so cute. I forgot what it was called. Raising Dion. Dion. Yeah. <laughs> it's really really good. Yeah, it's really good. But then at least they've got things like that if they're bringing out the one that's mainly a white character because this one's mainly a young black boy. I think it took the support of Black Panther to show that, like. Do you know how much money Black Panther made in the box office and everything like that? Yeah, I feel like it literally took the took people to actively see there's such a massive like fan base for this type of genre from glo from ever globally. That's why they've kind of started to. I'm not saying Black Panther was the start of anything, but I feel like Black Panther Black Panther is a really good example to show how it's kind of same with Black Twitter and love and empowerment and whatnot. That when you have there is so much support out there, so that. There is, what else can you do? Is in like, um, there is so much more content in terms of like documentaries, films with black leading artists, um, like John Boyega booked something really recently, like a John, series. So he was, is he the one that was Star in Wars. Star Wars? Yeah. That, he's from Peckham, yeah. Honestly, and he got he's a doing role in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, and he's doing something now with Netflix. Um, I think he may be directing. I need to. I'm not sure on that, but I feel like when you see the support and the love how can you not want to produce more content? And I feel like in the past two years, there's been like, amazing, like some really, really great things have happened for black actors, even with- Blue Story. Uh, Blue Story, yeah. That um, was sick. And like, Top Boy season, Top was Boy. it, what season now? I just saw, I saw it on Drake's. Um, was it, it was season two, did they bring, no. Season four, I think now, maybe? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I don't know. I, don't I just know I've watched them all. Mm. But you know stuff like that, yeah? Um, like, even, I feel like that does very, very well in terms of before, I feel like a lot of the, like films about London and urban lifestyle were I feel like they just showed like one side and they didn't necessarily show the negatives yeah. but Top Boy especially no um, and then Blue Story just as equally they properly showed like um, what was yeah it was Blue Story where the boy's brother was involved in gang activity and then he ended up getting put in a wheelchair so like that is so so sick to see that they're actually showing the reality that comes with mm. anything if there, if it's a film about violence, it's not just violence. It's like showing all aspects. There was even lots of stuff about mental health in, um, like directly mm -hmm. and indirectly in Top Boy and Blue Story. So it was like touching on all issues in one, and it was just even better. Yeah, I, I had an opinion. I had an opinion on Black Panther because some people say, like, is it? I think it will only become. It needs to become a norm, you know. Like, like that was the first one, like a full black cast in a Hollywood yeah. movie. But I'm saying, say that the next two, three, four, five times. I, I don't know how to word it correctly, but if it isn't taken as a norm, 
Like, you know how like the reaction to it was so so excessive because it was a new th- like, the yeah. first the first one. Yeah. I'm saying, do you think if they carry it, the next one, if it had the same reaction, I don't think it could ever become a norm because, you know what I mean? Like no one, the, the, I, I don't have to word it. it needs to it need, it, there needs to be so many more obviously to get to this point. But I'm saying whenever there's like a full white cast, no one goes like yes, white people, like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, so eventually, there needs to be when it comes to it needs to, to to become a norm. It needs to become a point where when there is a full black cast in like a Hollywood film, yeah. it shouldn't be identified. Do you think that will ever happen? Do you think there will ever be a time where it's not ident- like that's not the thing that's been called out of like this is a great movie because of it's got a black cast? Can't it just be a good movie because it's a good movie? That you actually raise a really good. That's a that's really hard. good question. Because I don't think Black Panther watching it back was actually that good. Mm. Um, well, Michael B. Jordan was fantastic in it. It's a good, it's a good film in like a superhero film, but I wouldn't necessarily. It's like a great superhero film. It was yeah. not really up there. But I'm saying, and like, but Get Out, Get Out is like fantastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's great films, but if, if it will only become a norm when it's not identified as being oh that film with the black like cast, it should just be that film. But I don't know if it could ever get to that. When when how many times it have to happen to get to that point? generational change like mm. um like i don't know um i feel like maybe within like 20 to 30 years once there's been like a couple more mm. and like there's more directors and like not just because like for example a company or whatever wants to fit a quota like it's out of gen- genuine like energy and support mm. then like good things will happen like even for example like thresholds do a scholarship um there's only for like black and mixed boys because like they're barely barely any of them getting involved in law and like if that is 100% genuine then there can be more oh I even met I don't know the name but you know when they wear the wig thing oh like, Arista yeah. yeah but like do you know how hard that is to get and I met a black boy who grew up in a council like, estate <laughs> yeah and he went to Oxford and ended yeah. up being a barrister and it's like now that that's becoming more normalised like I tell people uh one of my friends who like he didn't have the best up like upbringing in terms of like family makeup or environment and like he's at Oxford and like I don't feel like it's as it's still 100% we need to do more because like Stormzy does the scholarship and stuff mm-hmm. but I feel like it's slowly slowly becoming normal for like for, say for example black students to be at elite universities so mm-hmm. I feel like even rap man like since then I feel like so many more people are getting involved in media like podcasts like free shots yeah. of tequila chucky online and I feel like maybe over 20 years we can see more films and it'll just be yeah. n- maybe even not a norm but it'll be more normalised yeah I'm, uh, I'm interested in your you see like the, the Ratman got backlash when Tra- um, not Shara's story that was like the thing that got uh, when uh, Blue Story got um, like the first trailer came out kind of thing like I'm doing this people were giving backlash saying like oh because he directed that didn't he yeah, yeah so they're so they even saying like oh you, you've, you've got this opportunity to represent black people but you're just doing another hood like kind of film like I've been or like uh, a violence it's related around violence mm-hmm. and because um, I had an opinion on it without watching it I just just said is it not I, I, I've not watched it at all I know it's wrong um, to prejudge but yeah no but like it's like I just said oh is it just another hood movie kind of thing I think it was I think it was one of the first or one of the first I've watched like movies that is based around um, the lifestyle that comes with certain inner city communities but it showed a deep deep reality and it also like it showed the different points in people's life that actually get them to that stage not just 
yeah, the inner gang, the, 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 like showed two boys who literally just grew up on different air, different postcodes, like literally close to each other, which happens like sometimes. And then it showed also child grooming, influence of olders. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of the film because it came out like last year. And then it also showed like the bad mental health that can come with it. It showed addiction. So it's one of the first films I watched that maybe you could describe as a hood movie, but it proper showed, so and it did not glamorize it at all. That's one thing; it did not make it look cool. Yeah, I feel like so many people watched that film and thought, "Rah, <laughs> you think I want to be involved in yeah. this to be ending up in a wheelchair and my people not come show love like they did when I was?" Mm. So proper, it did not glamorize it. That's the one like yeah. best thing about it. But okay, that's like I'm not watching it. That's like a great um, summary of like that sort of thing. But like, do you look at that and in any way you might not? But like, do you not look at that and think, um, why does it have to be that story? Because does that tell like does it tell a story that you can relate to? Like, because you said that there's the middle ground yeah. of people. Mm-hmm. So why is or yeah that that's the story of those middle people aren't being told necessarily. This is the bottom zero point three percent. Films are due. To, I feel like films are due, due to come soon. I feel like you could, like, yeah. I feel I feel like you could make a story now about like, the, like. The people who are maybe in the middle, yeah. like they can become, like why not make a film about a young black boy who goes through a struggle but becomes an elite lawyer and somehow does something towards the system. But um, but yeah. that's I, this is where I go again to like the normalization of it. Do you think there will ever be a time where it won't be just hood films? You no, know, it won't be. A, it won't. It won't be. Oh, that young black boy goes to this. It will just be that young boy. Because I always feel like that always gets brought up when it is when yeah. it's, you know no one really says that young white boy, do they? or that people say that young black boy like there's so much weight put on obviously it goes down to the history of it all and everything like this but there's so much weight putting on the term like black that I, I feel like there's like I don't know I just feel like why you feel like it should just be that young boy because then that makes it putting like I said in the identity podcast I said putting people into these boxes of like oh I'm white I'm in this box you're black you're in this box it's not like segregation I'm saying but I'm saying you're just in this box if you just said we're just humans, you know that. Like, I don't, my yeah. guess would be that like until like it is, there is like complete equity or equality, whether that you need those labels are good for people to identify with and be like it's like a role model. It's like yeah. until you have achieved that point where you don't need role models anymore, having that label in there. I know I'd look at it as something. It's like yeah, that's something I am. I can aspire to be that person because I can see people who are like me doing things I want to do. Mm. I, I, agree, yeah. I agree with him <laughs> and to, but obviously the ideal point is like you say when you've got there and you don't need to say that like because I like, even like with sex education I don't look as like um, the Eric character as like oh his black friend I just look mm. at that like, oh that's that's Eric yeah. like, but then people still I don't know like, I, like, it's, it's said so much more no one says like that young white boy we're a long way off but if you acknowledge the progress that's happened in the past 50 years and then plus 50 years um, I'm intrigued to see what the future will look, kind of look like. Mm, like because I know, obviously, there's so much that hasn't changed, but I acknowledge that there that, that has a lot been changed in terms of just understanding. Um, that it's kind of like, again, only time will tell. It's one of those things. And again, with the whole, that young black boy, I think it's purely because it's so rare to see, if we're talking about in films, it's mm. rare to see, a, again, a black male lead. Mm. And that's why sometimes you've got to acknowledge it and say it until it normalises it and hopefully one day it will but until then it will be it will still be acknowledged yeah, yeah. No, that's fair uh, do you think I, I have a, I had an opinion it goes back to the, obviously I know the history behind it 
Okay, there's not really. Alright, you see like Griezmann. Do you see when he did that blackface oh, for yeah. the basketball thing? And but there, like, and he got cancelled, like cancelled for it, rightfully so or not, depending on what you think. Do you, do you? Uh, that's not really cultural appropriation, is it? That's is What's it? cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation. Yeah, appropriation is like there was like a girl who got cancelled because she wore a an Asian a tra traditional Asian dress for a prom, and someone said our tradition, our, our culture isn't for you just to have a nice party. Dave says in black. Yeah. You take our culture when you want and have your fun with it, and something about um you like it's basically you're not there during the suffering, and that's mm -hmm. what I that's what I was thinking when you said about. Um, white people wanting to say the n-word like you'll take this fun like you'll listen to little baby and hear about all like the deep stories and you'll be like yeah like this is like good music da 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 but like when it comes up to like challenging inequalities and coming to like black lives La uh, matters okay, march yeah, yeah. why like won't you do that because there is a lot of white people who do like amazing things towards equality like one of dave's friends i believe jack the young boy that was killed in London Bridge. Yeah, yeah. Like he literally did his, his whole dissertation on rehabilitation of the prison system and the racial biases. But like even you, for example, like there's one thing that I really like have acknowledged, like you understand your white privilege. Like, I don't think you understand. And I'm pretty sure you're the same. Like a lot of people don't actually understand yeah. or are ignorant towards their white privilege. Mm. Like, and that's actually a, not not a rarity, but it's not as common as you'd think. But well, even just hearing you say about your friend, your mentee gets searched all the time, like yeah, at home. Told me like every other week. I know if I got searched once, I would find being stopped by the police and searched like properly, like, like I'd be shaken after. Do you know what I mean? If, I, if the police come up to me and search me, I'd be shaken. But I also know that I can, when I'm walking around, I'm I can go pretty much unquestioned, doing whatever I like. Do you know what I mean? I can walk into pretty much anywhere like dressed however I like and just be accepted as a, a client or a customer as like as a positive if they like me being there because yeah. I'm a customer do you know what I mean so mm -hmm. yeah I think but to, 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 so like for, for what I was trying to get at is like there's what's the difference between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation because for example I, we did this in one of our seminars like um, debates in the media so it's like that my mum went to a, an Asian wedding and wore a sari and everyone loved, like, was happy and like was very appreciative that she was like embracing their culture. Mm -hmm. But then, in the same sense, in the same thing, if that got posted online, someone could have seen that and been like, "That's you're just take it like that's cultural appropriation," and then she gets cancelled. Yeah. It, where do like for me, I think I was I don't I don't know where the line is crossed for appropriation and appreciation, because like if you see a man, I think it goes down to the fact that what you said about. Um, if you're not going to come back and back, like speak up when people are doing something wrong towards the community that you're appreciating, then then you're you're lying. But um, but the the like people like like white guys that wear dreads and stuff like that, like that sort of thing. Like I don't know. Like, there's 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 all these examples of cultural appropriation. Um, Same about white girls who have black braids. And like white girls that, um, um, you know, and it's not necessarily cultural appropriation, but it's just people that get onto them. That, like when the they play foundation. Did you ever see Molly May, the one of the when everyone gave her so much backlash because she had like, she put on foundation that was like so many shades darker than how she was and it she changed her whole entire she got, skin um, tone. She uh, backlash for going to a Halloween party as, who's the, the, the Egyptian queen? Oh. Kitty Patra. She went to it and she's wearing like you know like the the, the black the thing and like yeah and people got onto her for cultural appropriation. It didn't get as much like traction, but people still were in a comment saying you can't do this. But I was like, what's what's necessarily wrong 
in that act of of just but then i guess it's like dressing up but then it's a it's a, it's a big person it's not just like i'm going as an egyptian today it's like i'm going as cleopatra i've heard like the argument that it's about like if you're invested in what you're doing like you you've made yourself aware like say you just put on like say your mum put on a sari mm-hmm. and just went to like for, like, for like a fancy dress like didn't know anything about yeah that culture but if she's gone to the wedding she probably was immersed yeah. in like the other like the traditional like like the ceremony of the wedding and like yeah she's probably had that sorry fitted and do you know what I mean like it was she didn't just get it from a fancy dress yeah. shop it wasn't yeah. a fancy dress site for like an actual sorry and I think that is like probably the difference like what I've heard him like you you're acknowledging you're interested you're learning rather than just using it as like a quick joke or like funny. Yeah, the costume. Yeah, it's about context then. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people, when they're not given context, they're entitled to kind of, they have a massive opinion. So, like, when people post certain things on Instagram, you're not given context as to why they've done that. Mm. Same with certain things on Twitter and whatnot. But does everyone need to give, does everyone need to justify why they've done something? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Depending on the degree of what they've done. It's tricky, isn't it? I don't know. You, you'd like to think people shouldn't have to, but... As long as you know, I feel like, even though like some things can be blown out of proportion, as long as you know deeply inside, I feel like it shouldn't get too, too much to you. But I know social media has a lot of power. Yeah. Mm. But it's like, when I was in Singapore, we went to a mosque because the two boys I was with wanted to like go inside and like see. And like they, I feel like they culturally appreciate it because they like there's certain parts you have to wash before you go inside the mosque and they washed every part and they took off their socks and they put on a gown mm. and like that was nice or like say for example if a white woman went to a certain area within the Middle East and she wore hijab just for respect like mm-hmm. that is like appreciation but like say for example if you was wearing a headscarf to a fancy dress party that's where it's just like taking yeah, the yeah. piss so your intentions matter a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm just trying to get up the definitions of them two. Of the two. But it's like, um, how much? This is something that's quite. I've been thinking recently. Like, how much does um, the term and like what culture? What does culture mean to you? Like, does it? Does it have so much weight to it? As as, like, does it mean a lot to you? Your culture, or because that's in the identity. I was like, does, does it matter? that I'm a, a white working class straight male and all of that, whatever comes with the culture within that. Does it, I'm from London, does that matter? What do you mean? Do you mean as in like... So if you, if you had to, what it's like, if I, if you had to identify your culture, would you say that's like a, a massive, that's, that's, has a lot of weight to it and it means a lot, a lot to you? I think your culture shapes your experiences and yeah. it shapes what you know and it shapes how you live and like what you've, yeah, what you've experienced. I think it probably does change your personality as well. And I think culture is important. But like, um, like people, pe- maybe not so much about culture now, but like people that, you know, like the term, again, I, you said we're allowed to cross over the conversation, it's fine, but it's saying like the idea of you're not, um, there's like black things to do and there's white things to do. So like, if because we had someone on the podcast, uh, Chesa, she said she doesn't necessarily listen to black music. Does that make her any less black? Like why, are there, why is there white music and black music? Then why is there a thing called acting white? Do you ever, I don't know, but you know, when you do, how does your mannerisms and your behaviours determine to white or black? Wait, I think that perfect thing for you to read. Because I remember um, in year 11, people used to be like, oh, why are you why are you acting white? Because um, you like well like you're 
if you're being stiff, you're being white and things like that. Mm. Okay, like, that's 100%. Like, like we made, we laughed about it in the identity one of like, she got called a, um, an Oreo. Mm. And I, got, I used to get called an inside out Oreo kind of thing. Of like, but like, yeah. that's like, it's like weird that that's got to be stated. Like, why is it got to be white music? If you want to listen to that music, listen to it. Mm -hmm. if you, why is that got to be black music? If you yeah. want to listen to it, listen to it. And like, even with like, yeah. Is it, it's it's a it's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's a conversation that means nothing because yes us four are talking but it's not going to change other people's opinions but yeah. it may this is the quote and it's something like while you read it it's something to do basically with um, if you call educated and people doing well for themselves and like professional black people neeks or nerds oh yeah I think then I you're like yeah. you're part of the issue and that's I w I'm I have to be real yeah there's one of my friends mm. who grew up in a middle class household. His mum speaks very well and he grew up in a nice part of South London. Mm. And I used to be like, oh, like, why are you acting white? Do the dirt. And then, like, as I was like 11, 12, and then yeah. as I hit like 16, 17, I'm like, I love like seeing young black men articulate their points yeah. like nicely and say certain words. Like, but it's been so conditioned to us to attach, like, for example, like with this. Um, quote at the bottom where it says like it's poisoned our brain the stereotype yeah. because it's so drilled yeah. into us when really like pair of the young black boys I speak to like obviously we use slang in here and there whatever but when they need to articulate their points and express themselves like they do it amazing so we need to like normalize that and be like yeah, yeah like you can talk um with you can talk a certain vocabulary and yeah. that doesn't matter about your skin color yeah it's, it's just a strange thing that how does that like, why does that, that certain, certain, mean so much? Because if they're acting white and like, yeah, like, even if you... But culture, you're part of my culture. Like, the ideas, custom and social behaviour, my working class culture. Like, mm -hmm. if, I, if I resonate with, like, I can resonate with the black community, I can resonate um, with people who have mixed heritage, and then the working class culture, like, for example, that friend I have from when I was five till now, like he's been through similar experiences in terms of relative poverty as me. He's part of that culture that I experience. Mm. So like, I don't know, I think I know what you mean by like when people say the culture, like even what's that Jack from Love Island? Oh, Jack Fowler. Like he, Jack. Oh yeah, Black Jack. Yeah, like yeah, he, he fits under a certain like culture because of like his actions and behavior. I feel like that's more culture, like actions. I think you said actions and behavior. Yeah, like the way you're shaped. Yeah. yeah. But then it, even, even with that, he got called Oliver. Like uh, that, that's like no, they should have allowed that. That, that, yeah. that was like at first it was funny, but then they no, yeah, I don't think he's getting the same thing now. But I think the few months post Love Island, there was a massive like Black Jack, Oliver Jack. Mm. Um, Why can he just been Jack? Jack? Yeah, and it's based on his. It was based off his like behavior. Yeah, and his, I think interest, I guess. Where you like, 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 move to the girls and stuff like that. It's like the way you like react, interacted with like the other uh, people in the villa. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the, as it, as it, as that the poison in your brain. Like it's hundred percent. Like the idea of like, not acting black is 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 what you're basing that off of. Like that's just the what negative stereotypes you see on the media. Or, like what what is like what is that like? I've, and and yeah, there's no such thing. Even in reality, there's no such thing as acting white because that's based on a stereotype. Like there's, there's, or, or one stereotype that I don't personally associate with because acting white comes with like, rigidness and, and, and like, just 
acting, yeah, stereotypes of being white is like being racist as well. They're all intertwined, so like I don't associate with that as much. But I'm just saying like the weight, the weight that culture has on different people, the differs in whether they take the cultural appropriation and appreciation thing as well. I think because if you have, if you're very, because like the definition of cultural appropriation is the unacknowledged or inappropriate adoption of the customs, practices, ideas of uh, another member of society or another culture. So it's like, take, yeah, so like, depending on how much, if, I'm saying if there's not, not so much weight on culture, then I don't think that would be as much of an issue. But, but there can be weight on culture. Depends on who you are. Culture is important to some, like, it's important to a lot of people because yeah. like, it's your experiences, like, even, to, I keep going back to the white friend, but um, that one friend in our group that like, used to come to my house, eat rice and chicken. We used to go to our Nepalese friend's house, can eat dumplings if we want. Go to our Somali friend's house, eat rice and banana, whatever. But like, I don't know, just him growing up and having the same experiences as us. Like, it, I don't know. I feel like that appreciation yeah. is is also important for him having an educated perspective on what's it like to be a young Somali boy or to be a young Nepalese boy mm. and that's like a beautiful thing that comes with certain council estates. Yeah I guess because there's, there's yeah I guess culture is a lot bigger than just where where your heritage is mm. it's, it's, your, it's your class and it's everything like that so like when people say white people have no culture uh, you know everyone says that. Yeah no, I know I, I get I see that but you do have culture like no, yeah, but like, yeah, it's just little things that, like, like that as well makes me think like, because especially when you're growing up, you hear that and I'm just like, I have to double question things as well, like, do, like, oh, like, yeah, I get, because there's, there's, yeah, I, like, do I have culture? I was like, to like, challenge myself and I was like, well, culture is just like, the way you just, your mannerisms and like, the way you live your life. So like, London buses is part of culture, like, you know, like, London culture. And, Big culture. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just like, People have different um, opinions on culture. Can I ask a question? Yeah. yeah. What do you guys like? And th just like be honest, like maybe things enforced into yours, just the media. What do you think of like the word Britishness or like British? We, yeah, we literally talked about this like the other day. I was <laughs> saying there's so yeah, much it? stigma and the shame is saying like, because your question was, is it right to say you're proud to be British? Yeah. And I said technically, yeah, but everyone knows what if you say I'm proud to be British means. Everyone knows what the stereotype is yeah. if someone says I'm proudly British in my head I see a middle-aged bold man a middle-aged bold <laughs> white man bold, do you know what I mean yeah. the wife beater yeah. with a stellar and I'm proudly British like it's weird that like I've said there's things about being British I'm proud of I'm proud of the NHS I'm proud of got democracy mm -hmm. I'm proud I'm proud of loads of things like that but to say I wouldn't yeah to them you're proud to be British is so wrapped up in because of the past because of the empire because of colonialism I think it is wrapped up in so much stigma say of Brit the idea of Britishness mm. I like I had the the opinion, not the statement, but like you know, like the English flag. Like if during like the World Cup, like you'd put it. Out, there was like a time when we put it out just because that's what you, like, that's when it's deemed acceptable. Like I don't I don't like go every day like damn I wish I had my English flag out. Like, I don't. But as soon as it, what we got knocked out, or like days a couple of days after, like it, it just came down to me. My dad being too lazy to get up and do it. It was when I was younger. I was like, no, not that young. But I was like, can we just get rid of it? Because I don't want the person to walk down our street and look at that and just be like, oh god, like, look at us as that's the racist family. Like, I think I might overthink too much, but that might come into. At least I just like, even if you do overthink, I just like that you acknowledge certain things that other people don't necessarily acknowledge. I don't mm. know if it's because of upbringing or your emotional intelligence or just your general intelligence. 
but it's nice. But what do you think, like, you guys are doing good points about pr- proud to be British, but like, what do you think, Lola, in the word British, like? Let's say if someone's like to you, where are you from? And they're, they're like to you, where are you really from? Because for me, in terms of, if anyone says, where, where am I from? So I'm London, like, no, no, where are you really from? Sometimes I, I think I call everything like a Londoner and I see London culture because that's what I resonate and myself with most. Again, I'm proud to, I'm so proud to be British. Um, like, I'm, I'm glad to actually say I'm British, like my parents both came to the UK and I'm, and on my passport it's British, like I'm very, very thankful. But I also know that there are so many things right and wrong or things that I now feel old enough to agree and disagree with certain things, um, with like government and whatnot. But for me, mainly, if anyone asks where I'm from, I'm just I'll just say London. But like, you know, job applications. Yeah. Doesn't it come like um, your nationality or something? I say no. Yeah, obviously I say British. Um, yeah. But like, I like. What I does it mean? Yeah, I need to like. I need to educate myself more. But like, Britishness. I don't feel, maybe I'm wrong and I shouldn't feel this way, but I feel like people wouldn't associate Britishness with me. Like, I don't know, like, even on, like, films that are American, like, you associate Britishness with, like, a uh, white middle-aged person having tea, tea and scones. But, like, uh, yeah, yeah but, like... stereotype of Britishness. Yeah, like, Britishness is, like, there's, there's so many, like, things to be proud of and things to acknowledge and not be proud of in terms of history. But like Britishness is, I feel like it's changing. Like what it means to be British. I think it's why I prefer the term British to English as well. Yeah. Because British English is, is a lot more like English is. Yeah, you imagine a certain person. But I think Britishness, Britishness is more encompassing. I guess probably, and I think in I would guess I have no experience, but I guess if your parents were immigrants, I would guess there's some pride in being British mm-hmm. that your parents have come here. And to make a better life for you and that's something to be proud of as well I would mm. guess if your parents weren't born here but because with, with that um, it was on Good Morning Britain that I know it's not the best person to bring up for this conversation but Nigel Farage was there with this other guy who was basically talking about the St George's flag and he was you know, Nigel Farage I didn't know this person he, it might not be true knowing him but um, he said that the British flag itself was associated was had negative connotations to it um not too long ago in the sense of like people didn't like it but now it's the St George's flag that people don't like because EDL and like Nations Front have taken it as their staple of like this is what we are um, but like I if I if I it's like one of the things if you didn't know me I came to the room and said I'm English rather than British that you might already have like a preconception on me yeah. Yeah. which is sad like for me sad because I don't I don't not necessarily I identify as British but I am English like I'm, I'm like one uh, eighth Welsh that's what people get mock people white people for that as well and they <laughs> say like what have you been no, they mock mixed people for that when I say oh, I'm a quarter, in, a quarter from Tanzania a quarter from Kenya oh. then like a quarter Irish quarter English mm. or like they're just like oh yeah you got like the whole world I don't know just gonna <laughs> say that you're from Brazil as well but no I get you no it's, but it's like if I did say I'm English it's weird it's weird that that would make you look at me differently to British which is literally there's literally no big difference whatsoever I think it's like, would you, if someone asked you, are you English, would you say, no, I'm British? That's, like, a good question. Oh, yeah, I would, um, I would say I'm British. Mm. No, yeah. Isn't it, is there a difference? I think there might, isn't, isn't English not, perhaps, like, in, a, not not a rape, but 
England nationality. You, are you not English unless both your parents are English? Maybe I'm English. I don't know. If One it's of a my parents thing. is English, so I'm half like half English. Yeah, because yeah, English. Sense. Yeah, I think it might be a different thing to British. I'm not sure. Like English a technically different thing. I see that you've got a point there. Actually. Like being Irish or like because being British isn't a na- it's a. It's a I think England is a country like, in Britain, isn't, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So I think when you say I'm proud to be British and I feel like there's a it's the same i I felt most proud to be British when I was uh, you know, twenty twelve with the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. That's when I felt most proud because my school gave gave away tickets. So it oh. was amazing to see everyone come together and be that involved and I was like, I've never been so proud to be British. But now with with everything going on, I'm just what is just be proud of? Yeah. But um, no, what, what you said is like true with the Olympics thing because my school did something similar where we got like stuff, or like some of us went to like go watch and stuff like that. But I like, I don't know if this is right, like, or if it's just my perspective. But I feel like to properly be proud of certain elements of Britain now, you need to at least acknowledge the bad bad history that yeah. comes with it. Mm. Because like the pe like people now in Britain, like I resonate a lot of people with goodness. But like, from like reading and like understanding certain things, I associate like the 1500s of Britain and colonization, such a negative thing that caused lots of damage. But like now today, when I can see like um, storms at the Brits, or I can see like, or if I'm at Brighton, I want to go for fish and chips. Like that's the shit I like about British culture. And yeah, but I feel like you, I feel like for me, I have to acknowledge the bad to be able to properly mm. appreciate the good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Mm. Fish and chips didn't even come from. It came from Spain. Y- well, France or something. But it's yeah. part of br- British culture. Okay, like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, tea. Tea is from where India. Yeah. But it's like British culture. Like, it's a way of yeah. like. It's our actions. I thought it was more something like. I mean, this is saying England. Oh no. Oh, definitely, wait. fish and chips definitely isn't from England. It's definitely not. But we just. They had a post up in school. I remember. There are so many. <laughs> You just kind of make it your own. immigration, you wouldn't have fish and chips or something like that. Without immigration, you would have a lot of things mm. in the country. That's why when they say, yeah, they pulled up, like up on fish and chips. That's mad. Even tea. We love British people. I know. I'll message you later and I'll be like, listen. Tea. China or India. Actually, India, yeah. Tea. Tea. Oh, did you wait? Sorry, did you see that Horrible Histories thing when Nush, what's his second name? Nush Kumar. Yeah, he was like presenting it kind of thing and it was like, I retweeted it saying like, someone said, because it's to do with TV licenses, someone's saying, like, get a BBC gone, this is what they're showing our kids. It was just, like, um, Queen Victoria, like, mimicking Queen Victoria mm-hmm. and, like, her, her servant sort of thing. And he, and they're, like, she's, like, can I have my British tea? And then he's, like, this isn't actually British, this is from, like, it's a state uh, yeah. thing. Yeah. And and, and um, people gave it backlash because it was, like, slamming Britain and, like, over... But it was, like, I was just, like, no, it's just it's just staying, staying, staying our history. Like, as much as it's a shit thing of like none of the things that we associate with ourselves not isn't necessarily ours we we stole it during yeah. colonialism colonialism so but like people were getting angry in the comments saying like what the fuck are they doing it like disgusting disgusting and i was just like it's horrible histories that they to tell the history but um what about like that's literally the exact same when um the scholarship that stormzy did when he said that um He's introducing two black students a year to the university. A lot of people were getting ang- like anger towards him, saying, "Oh, what about white students?" But that I feel like that example was it wasn't anti-white; it was just pro-black. Because I personally understand that if someone did something for white working-class students, 
who um like say they're a white male and they did something say Ed Sheeran did it for two bo- white boys who are from Peckham or Woolwich or Lewisham mm-hmm. and he sends them to university I know that even though it's a different struggle they still have the struggle in terms of social class so I would be I, I personally would probably be like that's cool do your thing Ed but I don't know why for, for, uh, I don't I don't I can see it slightly in the sense of why does it like I said earlier why does it have to be black because I think I think there's more of a there's more of a issue with class I think that's where the issue is so working class I mean obviously though there is obviously struggles with and 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 as you said like getting into there is institutionalized uh, racism in the fact that they can't get into uh, certain uh, universities and especially the elite uh, the elites but I'm saying I could I could name people from my school that were not black, other races, not just white, that probably had similar struggles in the working class sense of not being able to think that they could get here because it's been drilled into them. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, if by saying it was a, picking two black people, people would, would look at it and being like, oh, is it only, I don't know how to word it. I, I can see it slightly because it's a, it, would, it would have had just as much impact if it was working class, because yeah. you could have taken two black people from working class. But it's the fact he specified to black people only, people could look at it as that rather than the positive side of it. I feel like that. I feel like the whole thing was, even I feel like white, white working class students would have a slight, slight advantage just because mm. of the white privilege. Like in terms of like if they got selected for an interview, like they can turn up and they have the white yeah, yeah, skin yeah, no, still. That's fair. It was just that. I feel like that slight, slight element, and I don't know. Like I just didn't. I just didn't understand the whole thing. And then even when, like, Dave called out Boris Johnson for being, like, um, racist, there was, like, anger towards that. And I was just like... Did you see that video recently of that woman on the news panel? And she just said Boris Johnson's racist and these two other co-hosts were just... Oh, the black woman. And if she was... That's why, yeah. She couldn't speak up. Say this on camera. Black women are the most incredible in the whole world because they have to deal with... um, What's the... Sorry. Patriarchy. Mm. They have to deal with racism. Um, especially if they're working class black women as well, then they have to deal with the things that come with being working class. So it's like three of the worst like social issues in one, and they still like do amazing. I'm just like that's mad. But if that woman on that panel was angry, though, she'd be associated angry black woman. Yeah. But the white woman was able to say like shouting her face like mm. that, saying like you can't yeah. do that. And then she said give an example, and then she like said it, but then got cut off in this in her recall of it. It was it was just annoying to see. Um, wait, what did we say just before that? You you spoke about Dave, uh, Dave, Dave calling Bush. him out. Like how? And then he even Kate Hopkins it. called it, got angry at Dave for that that little uh, Brits performance. If you follow him on Twitter, he literally uploaded he uploaded the video of the woman saying, "I don't think Boris Johnson literally paused it." Yeah, yeah. Went onto the comments. <laughs> there was like enough comments. Yeah. Like he went on like a safari. Thing, safari. He and then he just didn't say anything. Just did, that was the most elite response I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, and then went back to the video and then rewinded it. Her saying it again, just like yeah, you're just waffling. Yeah. Because if you don't see certain things like calling Muslim women women letterboxes, calling. Um, black people um, pick knees or something about watermelon smiles and then the whole thing with Sir and becoming the next to buy if they just cleared away dead bodies of refugees if you don't see like them things as racism you're just part of the problem mm. as well mm. no 100% yeah I never for, I'll never forget I went to when I was in sixth I went for a hospitality interview um, and because I applied with my CV online and my so I got a Nigerian surname so when I went into the room they literally were like oh I didn't expect you to look like that 
And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? And they just said, oh no, no, never, never mind. And I was like, I was like, I didn't take the job, but obviously I was a bit like taken aback. Yeah, because I, I never had someone say something like that to me. I was just freshly sixteen. I never understood it until I went back home and spoke to my sister about it. And she was like, you know, sometimes you're gonna get judged right off the back of your, your surname. Uni applicate after uni, even job applications. There's mm. some research that shows. Like, for example, me, my name's Marley Ahmed, like, yeah. it's going to be so much longer just because of the last name. Mm. And, like, that's, that's a mad, mad concept to, like, wrap my head around. I mean, that's, that's where it's important when we spoke about earlier on about education and the understanding of that. I've had conversations with uh, uh, non-white friends and I get that I, that's a reality for, mm. for them. Whereas there's people that don't, hear those stories and like if you if, if someone's listening right now and maybe like denied that that's a, an issue of like getting work and then they hear you say that and they can still deny it, then 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 they've got a problem but that's like it's clear as day kind of thing like they're just saying it straight up like that's mad it is it's like i think yeah but like why would you even say those words even yeah no no it, literally it was like they were like oh what like yeah it's like what if confused it, like because even, like, even yesterday or two days ago we were doing a house viewing it was like weird. We take we were going to live in the house. It was we spoke straight to the landlady, but she said to um, my friend Ashik, who's a um, uh, Asian, she said we were talking about guarantors because Jackie and him don't have didn't know if they had a UK guarantor mm. or whatever homeowners, and um, she was just like, oh, so when did you when did you come? But when did your parents come here? Basically, and they've lived there. I don't know. Like, but the way she instantly assumed it was because yeah. oh he's. Re- but maybe it's because of international students are here as well that could be a factor but the way that she's just said it so confidently uh, my gut I was just like oh, like did she just say that and all of us spoke about it afterwards in the moment we kind of were just like because we kind of needed the house but yeah. um yeah it's just like little comments just why would you say it and it's weird that they that it comes out like can you might think some sometimes i don't say them but can you imagine what people like say in private like there was something <laughs> yeah, boris yeah. johnson's dad said on a lecture because I remember I got like 100 likes on it on Twitter and it was like um, something that his dad said that was shocking about Muslim women in terms of if they wanted to be like pilots or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. and I was just thinking like this is the same man who, who gave social, primary socialization to the Prime Minister and can you just imagine what he talks like in yeah. private in private yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point that's like oh, I would pay, I'll pay uh, 10 hours of work to yeah. hear what he says in private have you seen um, that Channel 4 uh, documentary, A Week in, a, in My Life as a Yes. Um, I can't even imagine what she would say in private. What was it? Uh, so it was like a show where she, th- the show was so controversial where... Actually, I think right now, really weird really idea weird, for a so show. Like, um, I think it was, it was post Manchester bombings and this woman from this town, um, I think near Manchester or something, they made her look like a stereotypical Muslim. So off the back, she was a white lady. Yeah, oh, she was a white lady. They added like, um, uh, what's that thing? Fake skin to the nose to make it bigger. Put put her in um, hijab, uh, changed her skin tone, and made her go to a mosque. Um, and like it was all hidden cameras and what. And she was like, oh, by the end of it, she was like, oh, they're not as scary as I thought they were going to be. Oh, oh, so she's not gonna. She's going undercover. She's the one that's getting educated for yeah. it. It's not like people like. Sh- Given her looks and comments mm. on the street, it was like her going, yeah. yeah. And, and people were get, people did give her. She was like, "Oh, people were looking at me on the street." Now I know. And she was like, "Oh, I'm just like a normal person." But I think, I, 
there's a way to go about things, but that show was really like, extreme. Not it. It was so extreme. Yeah. But then maybe that extreme nature showed how like it just showed how how people have. She was openly able to say on camera um, her like views about mosques and like Muslim culture and whatnot, mm. and um, and like bombings and terrorism. So it was. Um, I can't even imagine what people say in private. Yeah. So yeah. that's the same with with friends though. Imagine like your personal chats being exposed as friends like. I would be comfy with it though. Everything I say, yeah. everything I say, I feel like to my friends, I would, like when them head teachers, what I said earlier, started following me on Twitter, one of my friends was like, oh, like you need to think about like what you tweet. I know I don't tweet anything yeah. mad, so I was just like, I just want my representation to be as authentic. Mm. So I know I get what you mean though about some private chats, but like if it's like, um, I don't know, I feel like that's a, a little yeah. bit different. I mean, like, I feel like in private you're way more honest and open than you are in public so imagine someone maybe in public very like oh um i don't maybe i don't see color or whatnot but when they're back at home they still have these these certain views and i feel like it's those type of opinions and views in those situations that you need to change as well i agree yeah because you can say whatever you want like verbally you could because i like i could be i could be acting this whole time Deep down, I go home and I'm, I'm like, you have an EDL flag, yeah, fucking devil, yeah, exactly. That's like a yeah, but now I feel like that's that's a good podcast. Yeah, I don't know if that's um. Yeah, I've got to go back. Okay, but that, that's a what's it good? I feel like if there's nothing else you want to really like bring up now, if there is, then go for it. I don't know, just because yeah. I've. I don't know how do you guys end things? Do you? Oh do no, I'd be like, if you want to shout, you're like. Insta oh, or, okay. or Twitter or anything. Um, um, at, at oh sorry. <laughs> okay. um, I'm at Lola two forty P. That's my Instagram. Um, Marley Ahmed one. Doesn't everything. Go on, George. Do it again. We always do it every time. George Pizzani. And then at Working Podcast or at Floppy Legs underscore for me. But uh, that's that was a good chat about racism. You should do it at home. Mm. Talk with your friends. Mm. But yeah, thanks for listening. Did you guys do the clap outro? No. Okay. I was going to do a clap. I was going to do a clap together.